Arise, shine, for your light has come. Amen. Good morning, and a very happy new year, which feels so good to say, as we gather to celebrate Epiphany, both that grand revealing in which the Christ child is recognized as Savior to the nations, as well as all those personal, everyday epiphanies in which divine light and revelation breaks through to touch our hearts and minds. Can you imagine how Herod must have felt slighted in the presence of a small child overshadowed by a peasant baby boy born in the backwater town of Bethlehem? I can relate on some level. I don't know about your family, but in my family on all sides, babies have a way of stealing the show. I remember recoiling in embarrassment from my enthusiasm a couple summers ago in pre-COVID times with my in-laws when our matriarch and grandmother came to greet the whole family gathered by Cherry Lake in Michigan. Hi, Grandma, we exclaimed, only to be entirely ignored and bypassed as she made a beeline to the newest great-grandchild, my months-old nephew, Charlie. Now, granted, this particular grandmother is a bit hard of hearing, But the sentiment rang loud and clear. I'm not here for you. This was the bold message from the Magi to Herod, who surely thought these wise and wealthy nobles from the east must have come to see him. And yet these ancient sages from afar came in form and function to reveal a king and a kingdom not of this world, but born into the most earthen of environments. The appearance of the Magi signifies nothing less than a new world order prophesied hundreds of years earlier by Isaiah and the psalmist, who cast a vision of a time when kings and nations and camels might stream into Jerusalem bearing gifts and riches for the light of lights made known in and through God's people, Israel. According to Walter Brueggemann, this vision is an inversion of geopolitics. For as long as anyone can remember, Israel had paid imperial tribute to others, to the Assyrians, to the Babylonians, to the Persians, all money going out. But now the process is reversed as kings and nations come bearing gifts and as Israel's identity is reestablished as the people of God, no longer under the thumb and rule of foreigners, but under the care and reign of God alone. And so enter scene the Magi, 
bearing gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, just as Isaiah promised, for the tiny infant king whose birth changes everything, whom to encounter might just lead down an entirely new road. In a world that so sorely needs to find a new road, and after a year that's left us all yearning for that light that gives life, how can we get in on this kind of epiphany? Well, the strong theme running through this day points to the power of giving to reveal God's presence in our world and in our lives. First, the giving of our assets. Secondly, the giving up of our assumptions. And finally, the giving of ourselves. First, the giving of assets. As small a gift it may have seemed to the Magi, to Jesus' working-class teenage parents, the gold they received would not merely have been symbolic. As Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus fled to Egypt as refugees to escape the wrath of Herod in just the next chapter, the treasure they were given in the gifts of gold could have been the difference between life and death as they sought food and lodging on their journey. In this community of all saints, we don't have to look far to see the power of giving at work to make a difference in the lives of others. As just one example, we should all be incredibly proud of the wonder-working generosity shown by this parish in supporting our neighbors and former refugees in Clarkston this season with over $12,000 worth of grocery cards, a week's worth of food for 120 families in need during a time when typical school meals and other resources are not available. In an era of gift cards, mobile banking, direct deposits, and Amazon deliveries, in which the giving of our resources often feels entirely disembodied, it can be slightly harder to notice the power of giving to change our own lives. Whereas the unloading of the Magi's camels and emptying of their treasure chests took a literal weight off their shoulders, we don't usually feel the visceral sense of freedom and unburdening that the Magi must have felt at the conclusion of their hundreds, if not thousands, of miles journey through the desert. The closest thing for many of us is the freedom we might feel unpacking our suitcases of gifts transported through airplanes and airports for gracious and hospitable hosts. Nevertheless, our own giving can reveal and awaken to us spiritual and emotional attachments we may not have even realized we had as feelings of fear, reticence, grief, or even greed rise to the surface in our own giving. 
Inasmuch as material wealth can provide an ultimately false sense of control, safety, security, power, and esteem, our letting go of what God has given us can also open in us space for new joy and love that comes from God as we recognize our interconnectedness and our need for God and for community day by day. So as we move into 2021, I wonder, what unhealthy attachments are you harboring? And where might you grow in generosity and trust in God? And what ways might you give more and hold on to less in this new year? In addition to the giving of our material assets, Epiphany demands that we learn to let go of assumptions we make about one another and about how the world works. To unlearn the faulty narratives we have received so that we might be open to God's surprising appearances in the times, places, and people we might least expect. None of the teachers of the law could have anticipated or expected that Isaiah's prophecy would be brought to fulfillment through Gentile foreigners from the east. Still, Isaiah wrote, Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather, they come to you. We are called to join with the Magi in lifting up our heads and our eyes to the stars to join in expanding our horizons, that we might meet God in foreigner, stranger, friend, and foe alike. How are you called to expand your horizons in 2021? To heighten your intellectual curiosity, to increase your physical proximity to neighbors yet unknown. Perhaps it looks like diversifying your bookshelves or playlists, or serving in a new way. Whatever it looks like for you, the story of the Magi teaches us that in widening our circles of relationship and influence, we increase our capacity for divine epiphany. So we give of our assets, we let go of our assumptions, and finally, we give of our very selves remembering that we ourselves are gifts to be shared. Without confusing ourselves for the true king, none of us are the Christ child, let us remember still that the completely vulnerable, innocent, dependent, and grace-filled child in the manger is the one in whose image we are all made. The most precious and valuable gift revealed at Epiphany is the wondrous gift of human life and flesh, whom God deems worthy not for our works or strength, but simply for our being. The gift of God's image in every human being is the gift we are called to seek and to share as we open ourselves with vulnerability and courage to one another. If you've ever been on the receiving end of a friend or loved one who has disclosed 
something personal, something precious, something tender with you, then you know what a true gift it is to be entrusted with that kind of knowledge and confidence. God has disclosed God's own self through this infant king who models for us the life of self-giving that we are all called to walk in. How might you take your friendships, relationships, neighborliness to the next level in this new year? Perhaps through joining a small group here at All Saints or simply intentionally reaching out to someone God has placed on your heart. To give of our assets, to let go of our assumptions, and ultimately to give ourselves away is the ultimate task of epiphany and of the Christian life. And such a life of sacrifice and selflessness takes courage and trust. Where do we find that kind of courage and trust? I believe it comes from knowing that we are known, seen, and loved by God already, just as we are. Christ is king and we are not. None of us are responsible for our own salvation. It is 100% gift, grace, and it is ours already. There is nothing we can do or achieve to earn it on our own. So in closing, remember that you are a gift already, right now, as you are. I confess, I struggle with New Year's resolutions, but I love being Episcopalian because we get another chance when Lent comes. Resolutions have to do with how we can be better and do better. Resolutions are well and good. But I want to leave you today with some New Year's absolutions based not on what we can do, but on who God is and what God has done already for us. So receive these New Year's absolutions. From your inability to have it all together, may you be absolved by God's grace From your need to be in control, may you be absolved by God's power. From your need to be right, to have all the answers, may you be absolved by a righteousness that comes only from God. From any shame in what you've done or where you've been, may you be absolved by God's mercy. From the burdens you carry, may you find rest in God's strength, from finding worth in what you do, may you know that God delights in who you are. From all that hinders, may you be freed to follow Christ on the road that leads to life as you seek and serve Christ in all whom you encounter. And may the blessing of this child who is making all things new, be with you and keep you in this new year and forevermore. And let all God's people say, Amen.